Welcome to Cowan Insights, a space that brings leading thinkers together to share insights and ideas shaping the world around us. Join us as we converse with the top minds who are influencing our global sectors. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. My name is George Mihalos. I'm the fintech analyst here at Cowan, and I'm joined by my colleague, Andrew Charles, Cowan's restaurants analyst. This podcast is released in tandem with our published cross-sector ahead-of-the-curve report titled A Whole New Old World, focused on the impacts and the pace of digitization across select sectors such as restaurants, grocery, and retail pharma. On that note, we're really excited to be hosting Chad Horn. Chad is the Director of Channel Partnerships at It's, at it's a Checkmate, a company that's literally right in the middle of these digitization trends taking place in the restaurant industry. Chad, firstly, thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Before we get into the Q&A, why don't you take a minute just to give everyone sort of a high-level overview of It's a Checkmate and, and the work that you guys are doing. Absolutely. Thank you, George. It was, it's a pleasure to be here with you and, and discussing these very important trends in the industry. Checkmate, and we have the privilege of helping restaurants solve one of their bigger operational challenges these days, and that is integrating their delivery and online ordering uh, channels into their point of sale system. Everyone's heard the, the challenges these days of manning a station of tablets you know, to receive orders, and then you have to punch those into the system so that the kitchen gets those orders and can prep the meals for the guests. We automate that so that orders seamlessly go in, which will certainly result for a better experience for the staff, but also the guests. And then very big shift this year as well is the increased importance on the other side of the integration, which is taking point of sale menu changes and moving those to the delivery and ordering platforms. It seems like you know the, the average restaurant picked up an extra platform or two in the wake of the pandemic, and that's yet another me- you know, menu online to manage. So we can automate that as well so that uh, they have more time for running their business. Appreciate that overview. So with that, why don't we just dive right into right into the Q&A and touch on some of these uh, these themes that uh, that you're referencing. And, you know, clearly post COVID, you know, restaurants have been accelerating their their digital offerings, as, as you noted. You know, one of the things that that came up in our survey is that from a restaurant's perspective, th- there's a clear preference. And again, I'll stress preference. For, uh, for first party solutions or for you know proprietary solutions where the restaurant is kind of maintaining more of its brand and, 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 and sort of awareness. Um, you know, solutions like, like Anolo or Chow Now, those types of, uh, of applications. Just curious if you're seeing more of a shift in your customer base toward first party over third party, or is the demand holding fairly steady across all these different platforms? You hit it with the, the word preference. It, it is absolutely a preference for these brands, especially the larger ones, to be using their own branded solution. But what we're seeing and recognizing that there's a a bit of a selection bias that our customers are investing in integration technology, they're flocking to both of these things. So many restaurants are getting into the the space, right, for the first time, right? And so a lot of them are investing in branded ordering solutions. A lot of them are working with the delivery aggregators. And it's tough to say that that preference is resulting in a shift away from delivery platforms because we are seeing so many brands, large and small, 
and start to work with those guys for the very first time. Okay, that's 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 great, color. Really, really appreciate that. Just just kind of following up on that theme. Obviously, you guys, you know, have a fair amount of dealings with these point of sale platforms. You're 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 interacting with them uh, uh, daily. And I'm 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 just curious. You know, what are you guys seeing in terms of how these point of sales are thinking about embracing again outsourced first party solutions? Again, sort of the you know the Chownows and the Olos of the world versus rolling out you know their own digital ordering platforms which we've seen a lot of these point of sale companies do just 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 curious if you're if you're if you're seeing anything there a preference there or the point of sale companies pushing in one direction versus the other yeah there's a lot to talk about here so most point of sale platforms have developed or certainly are developing if they haven't yet their own proprietary ordering platform and at the same time most of them do embrace one or more ordering platforms as well the number one reason I see point of sale companies developing their own solution though, is to give their salespeople the ability to offer online ordering as part of the point of sale package. The reason for that is restaurants are very often price conscious and being able to help a prospect as a salesperson avoid a ballooning cumulative SaaS fee working with multiple vendors helps salespeople win more often. On the other hand, many restaurants do place a high premium on the quality of their ordering solution, especially these days. So much so that their requirements are such that very few of the point of sale native solutions can meet them. And for those cases, point of sale companies have alliances with ordering solutions that can offer the combinations of features that their prospects are asking for because they'd much rather win a customer over without the online ordering piece than not at all. And then there's even a class of point of sale companies that uh, are so highly prizing the revenues derived from payments, and they value that to the degree where they are willing to make that a requirement. So then there's a class of point of sale companies that highly prize revenues derived from payments. And the value they place on that revenue causes them to place a priority on earning the online ordering business as well. Such companies do not embrace other solutions without special contracts. Okay, that's that's that that's helpful. We're de- definitely hearing about those types of companies in in the marketplace. So appreciate that commentary. You know, Chad, to, to, to the extent you can comment on it, are there one or two outsource solutions, first party and third party delivery, that seem to be sort of outpacing their peers? And just just curious, yeah, any high level thoughts from your perspective why that's the case? Yeah, George, I can comment generally. There are clear market leaders in both categories. And as far as why, uh, the reasons for their dominance and and their recent growth varies, but I would attribute those positions to a combination of sales and marketing, right? A lot of these companies have very large budgets to direct in that direction. Execution, and more important now than ever, just their ability to scale operations, which is uh, the single most important thing we've been focusing on. Interesting note that, that came out of the survey. Uh, it, it's obviously clear that digital sales are up from 2019 to 2020. I, I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. But the majority of respondents also indicated that they still expect in 2021, despite a tougher comparison from 2020, they still expect in 2021 the percentage of sales sourced from e-com and from digital channels to actually increase relative to 2020. I mean, to me, that was a little bit surprising. I'm just curious, is that dovetailing with what you're hearing or seeing from your restaurant customers? 
Overall, yes, especially among enterprise restaurants. Many of them, but not most, still feel they're in their opening act in the area of digital ordering. Also, a number of our clients took a look at the holes in their current ordering solutions over the last nine months. And instead of replacing their branded ordering solution, they added another one to address the unaddressed niche channel, you know, such as Google or Facebook Messenger, or they simply added more delivery platforms to increase volume. So the larger number of POS integrated platforms available as well, just make it easy to do that operationally. And just w- one last one from my end before I turn it over to, to Andrew, but obviously payment's something that's near and dear to my heart. One of the things, again, that, that really stood out from the survey is more and more restaurants, more and more point of sale operators embracing alternative payments. And by that, I mean the digital wallets, the PayPal's, the Venmo's, the Apple Pay's of the world. Is that something you are hearing and seeing more of both from the restaurants you're servicing and again, the point of sale platforms um, that are enabling a lot of these services? Yes, 100%. We're hearing more restaurants mention a variety of digital payment technologies. We're not in the payment stream ourselves, so we're not being tapped to integrate these services directly, but we are sure our online ordering and POS partners are. We are even hearing plenty of talk of Bitcoin these days uh, with our POS partners. So uh, yes, that is absolutely the case. Great, great. Appreciate that color. And with that, I'll, I'll turn it over to Andrew to, uh, to wrap up the, uh, the conversation. George, thank you so much. And Chad, thanks so much as well for your time. Just given It's a Checkmate has obviously some terrific, you know, finger on the pulse around the third-party delivery market, just curious what you're seeing, you know, in, in terms of recent third-party delivery trends. I mean, we, we definitely saw there was an acceleration in the industry after the initial pantry loading at the end of uh, March that obviously came in strong uh, with an acceleration in third-party delivery trends in April. You know, how did that end the year? Um, typically, seasonally, we see there's a little bit of stronger sales, you know, for third-party delivery in the fourth quarter. And... You know, also curious just into January as well, what you're observing here. Yeah, Andrew, absolutely. So looking at our customer base, while average same store delivery sales are up actually just a several, right? You know, I'd say somewhere between five and seven percentage points in Q4. The number of customers uh, that are newly signing up for delivery platforms that we have visibility into is just as high as it was the quarter before. And I find this very encouraging, right, that despite the rapidly expanding options for consumers for where they go for restaurant delivery, that restaurants are still able to grow their delivery sales. That's what we're seeing. Gotcha. So you're seeing new consumers coming into the platform, similar to what you saw in third quarter, but, you know, maybe just the usage of of consumers, you know, within those platforms, is that also uh, increasing as well besides, you know, new platforms growing? Yes. Overall, delivery sales are up in the fourth quarter five to seven percent, right, from our, our view into the industry, which is over, you know, annualizes a pretty good continued growth in the industry. And at the same time, we're seeing a ton of new entrants, you know, restaurant-wise into the space as well. So that increased competition hasn't diminished in-store sales. So Got we're it. still seeing a considerable growth uh, at all levels into the space. Great, Chad, that, that's, that's helpful. And then, you know, just curious as you guys look out to 2021, what, what's it's a Checkmate's view just on the amount of restaurant delivery sales growth we can see versus 2020? You know, I, I recognize that in the first quarter, you're going to see a relatively easy comparison. But, you know, as you think about 2020, maybe, you know, first half versus second half, how are you thinking about restaurant delivery sales? Do you think they can go up, down, sideways? 
What are your thoughts? Up and way up, in fact. Again, so many restaurants are still at the beginning of executing their digital strategies. And on top of that, 2021, we'll see a slew of new delivery-only virtual brands, some of which will be very big. You couple that with the increased investments delivery and ordering platforms are making easier consumer experience that just makes that the preferred channel for so many Americans. It's hard to see 2021 not continuing the growth that was started last year. That's helpful. And just my last question, you know, from a restaurant's perspective, perhaps the best output of digital ordering is the data that they are able to collect associated with that. And so I'm curious what you guys are seeing around how you think restaurant companies that have seen the boost in digital ordering in 2020 will use that associated data to make, to make a more actionable decision-making in 2021 to help drive sales growth and one-to-one marketing. I don't know how transformational 2021 will be in this regard. Gross sales numbers will still likely do the majority of the heavy lifting when it comes to data that is actioned, which always hides important details. However, many of our POS partners are making it easier for restaurants to find actionable insights in their digital sales data as a result of more customers segmenting their different digital channels in the point of sale. So it's likely you'll see more than a small minority of restaurants figuring out important things that they wouldn't before, such as their average beverage sale on DoorDash is 20% higher than on Chow Now, and then also being able to figure out why and to fix it. Chad, that's, that's super helpful and informative. Thank you. George, let me pass it back to you. I think we've reached the end of our conversation here. Again, just want to thank Chad Horn from uh, It's a Checkmate a lot. Really appreciate all those real-world perspectives, and thank you everyone for tuning in, and don't forget to check out the report. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for the next episode of Cowan Insights.